Happy 2023, everybody, and welcome to this uh, super first episode of the Miss Podcast of this year. I'm your host, Marco Macente, and I'm so happy to be here with all of you. This month, I wanted to make two different episodes focused on communication. For the ones who know me, um, I love communication. I have a bachelor's degree in economics and business communication, and I got my master in corporate communication. So definitely, I'm always focused on communication uh, trends, strategies, and matters. My first guest is Virginia Villa. Virginia is Director of Public Relations and Administration at OPRERA, the European Public Relations Education and Research Association. Before entering the field of communication, she had experience in private sector and in the IT field. After studying public relations and strategic communication, she worked at University of Milan and later on at OPRERA. Learning is a never-ending process, and every time there is the possibility, she loves keeping updated and attending courses. The latest have been on project management, emotional intelligence, and language for diversity and inclusion. I had the pleasure to meet Virginia in 2011 when I started collaborating with Oprera, this amazing association, and I got in touch with her, who was my first manager, let's say, and many other professionals that are working in this field. I had the opportunity to keep on collaborating with her for almost five years, so I wanted to bring her to the Mace podcast because, of course, I'm sure that she will share with all of us precious advice and suggestion. Please enjoy our conversation. Hello, Virginia. Hi, how are you? Welcome to the Mace Podcast. Hi. Hi, Marco. Thank you very much. I'm very well and ready to start this new year. And you? I'm fine. Thanks a lot. And I'm so excited to be here with all of you. So, Virginia, I already shared with the audience a little bit of your background and of your experience. And I would like to start this episode with an amazing quote that I... Uh, found uh, thinking about uh, uh, this episode uh, as well. Assignments may be temporary, but uh, our legacy is not. And of course, I thought about this quote because uh, I had the opportunity to start uh, cooperating with you many years ago because I was working with Oprah with you, and we can say that you were my first manager, let's say, and we started cooperating together. And I have uh, amazing memories uh, about. Uh, our cooperation, our interactions, uh, and uh, our work uh, that uh, happened since uh, 2014. Um, so, Virginia, uh, sharing with you my first question. Uh, you are working at Opera as Director of PR and Administration. Um, can you please share with us what is Opera for you and your journey since you started working there? What are the things that you remember most? Uh, thank you very much, Marco, for this question. And first of all, let me tell you that I also uh, remember very well the time spent together uh, when you started working in Oprera. And uh, it was I also have very, very positive memories from that time. 
And also thank you for your question about my journey in Euphrera, because I like rethinking of this journey through the years. I started working here in 2010. Well, actually, my commitment started in 2007 because I worked for the Congress held in Milano 2008. Yeah. And what I really remember very, very clearly is this atmosphere of friendly cooperation. I immediately felt when I attended the Congress in 2007 in Denmark and Sweden. And it is the same atmosphere I still feel today, every wow. day in my work. Yeah. This is very, very positive. And I think it's not so granted in, um, in all the context. And second, what I, I like to remember from my journey in Euprera is uh, concerns all the steps move forward through the years um, by the board, the members, and myself. When I arrived, you know, Euprera already had three decades of history behind. It was a strong international network. Well, actually, many opportunities still had to be seized. And so we had this uh, uh, chance to work on the new, uh, on, on the development of the association, which changed, which maintained its um, um, shape of international network, but also changed through the years with uh, several new initiatives and also um, um, a strategy which includes several um, aspects. And so today, Euprea is still that strong network. Uh, new members uh, continuously join the association, not only from the academic sphere, uh, but also from the professional one. And this is very interesting because Euprea uh, was born as a network of academics, but today the interest also comes from the professional uh, sphere which is very very important for us because we um, often seek uh, the link between uh, academic research and profession and also uh, today uh, there is a, a big attention a special attention uh, to the youngest generation from the doctoral students to the mid-career uh, academics and also wider attention to the senior colleagues. You can see, for instance, uh, the interview series Supera People launched in 2022, which gives the floor to uh, important research results, career achievements, recent publications and more from our members. Uh, so to me, Euprera is a growing network, never, never motionless. This happens uh, also thanks uh, to the dynamic board of directors today uh, under the lively presidency of Stefania Romenti, uh, who is professor of strategic communication at Ulm University in Milan. Consider that uh, on a total of five board members, um, we have one, two new colleagues every couple of years. And so this means that you, we always have new inputs and fresh ideas in the board. Yes, thanks a lot, Virginia, for sharing uh, all these insights uh, and uh, all these topics uh, with us. Uh, by the way, shout out to Stefania Romenti. Uh, I recall yeah. her very well, so I'm, I'm sure and I know that she's doing an amazing work now, uh, being part of the board. And um, I can witness for all the things that you that you said, because uh, when I started working in Oprera, I remember, I still remember the 
uh, atmosphere and the environment that is very and was very international and now that is still growing uh, i imagine that uh, is uh, more than ever international so i can witness for that uh, and uh, i can uh, witness also uh, that these uh, can make the difference uh, when speaking about uh, association and the relationship within the association being able to connect and uh, to network with people that uh, have different backgrounds and the different uh, that come from different uh, countries uh, this is uh, for sure an added value uh, for the association and for the members themselves that uh, are in the association. So thanks a lot for uh, uh, sharing uh, these uh, topics with, uh, with uh, all of us. So I want to share with, with you my second question, which is, uh, Eoprera is continuously focused on communication trends and communication progress worldwide. And a lot of experts from academic, as you said, and, these, and the industries are joining Eoprera conferences and congresses. By the way, I recall the one that I attended in London in 2017, uh, and it was amazing. Uh, given the commitment that Eoprera has in this field, uh, could you please uh, share with us the trends and the challenges uh, you foresee in this field after the pandemic uh, in the so-called new normal? Uh, well, to answer this question, uh, let me cite Camilla Notaft from Lund University in Sweden, because we have a highlight about the new normal posted last March on our website. Uh, here she underlines that uh, one of the pandemic's few positive side effects is that our societies have become more adept at dealing with crisis, cope better with shocks, adapt quicker to new situations. As for organizations, the pandemic forced many to get their crisis organization straight, their communication in top shape. And I fully agree with her. And I think that associations like ours have a duty to keep all the organizations focused on what we learned. And maintaining communication in top shape means to have a long-term view, looking at the future, not forgetting what you learned in the past, and also be transparent in your present actions. So this is uh, the new normal, also this awareness uh, which characterizes uh, uh, your, uh, your actions and your communication initiatives as well. Yes, uh, thanks a lot for sharing this. I totally agree with you. And uh, we saw uh, a lot of uh, um, topics and a lot of ideas no, regarding this new normal. And uh, it is very interesting, uh, the perspective that you are sharing with all of us uh, um, by Camilla Nothat uh, from Lund, uh, from Lund University in Sweden. And uh, what we can say, uh, flexibility is key, uh, right? In order to maintain a good communication and in order to, com to maintain a communication in, to uh, in top shape. So I fully agree that uh, we learned, but we are still learning, right? Uh, right. On, how, on how communicating well and how shaping the communication uh, uh, in a way that uh, could be the best. Uh, in these uh, in, uh, nowadays uh, after the pandemic. So thanks a lot for sharing uh, these insights. Um, let's move ahead because I have another question for you, Virginia. Um, Oprera, I already told, uh, I, I, I have already shared with the audience that Oprera is a growing network. Uh, each year we have uh, conferences, congresses, and uh, the 2023 Oprera Congress will be hosted in Prague with the title Responsible Communication or Communicating Responsibility. Why this topic and why is it so important to keep on talking about communication and responsibility, especially after the pandemic? What do you think, Virginia? Yes, this question is very interesting. And um, well, uh, the call for papers for our Congress taking uh, place this year in Prague 
stands on the fact that um, responsibility is connected with communication. So um, as explained in our call for papers, um, not only the communication departments are involved in developing the company ratings and evaluations, uh, but the communication function has also the responsibility to talk to the stakeholders and make them understand why the company is taking uh, those actions and explain the long-term strategy behind. Um, the pandemic represented a global crisis. Okay, that's for sure. But this is not the only threat, as you know, because we have, unfortunately, several global uh, crises affecting uh, um, all, all uh, uh, the contacts. And so climate change, for instance, is something everyone, every company and every country should care about. And communication professionals uh, can help a company work on a long-term strategy where the communication tools contribute to achieve the objective and, and really make a difference uh, from those uh, standing alone initiatives which fall under the umbrella of uh, the greenwashing um, and, um, and uh, other kind of well-known <laughs> um, areas of gray communication, let's say. So um, uh, the, important of, the importance of this Congress, uh, of the topic of this Congress, really stands in the connection between uh, um, the responsibility of the company and the communication. And if you want to get more insights, of course, uh, I suggest you to attend our uh, annual Congress in Prague. It will be from September 20 to 23rd. And uh, um, on the other side, uh, if uh, one of the colleagues uh, listening to this podcast has insights to share with our community, I strongly encourage him or her to submit the paper or panel proposals by March 31st. And you can find all the information also about the submission uh, on newprayer.org slash congress2023. Thanks a lot, Virginia, for sharing. Uh, I will put definitely uh, this link in the comments uh, and in the details yes. of the podcast so everyone uh, will be able to um, be connected directly with the webpage of UPRERA and uh, to learn more about the Congress uh, and about the papers and the structure and every detail that can be shared uh, for this Congress. So thanks a lot. And uh, I'm very excited uh, thinking about uh, the uh, topic that has been chosen uh, for uh, this year's Congress. And uh, I think that uh, a lot of ideas, information and uh, advice will be shared uh, during uh, 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 the Congress uh, with a lot of papers uh, with the fresh new yeah. ideas. So yeah, I'm very excited about that. And why not? Uh, let's put this in my agenda because of course uh, on September 23rd, it's my birthday. So why not be in Prague uh, to celebrate my birthday <laughs> and to, to, to join uh, UPERA Congress uh, this year as well. So Good idea. <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's put this on my agenda. Um, let's move on because I have another question for you, Virginia. Um, having studied PR and strategic communication, I know I know how those topics are often confused and taken for granted. In these last decades, uh, we have seen an emerging trend which focuses on marketing, PR, and strategic communication as important assets for business organizations. What do you think about that? How the pandemic has driven the change we were seeing in these last years? Um, well, probably the pandemic helped to raise the awareness of what PR is. 
um, also in those contexts and countries where this term is often, is often confused with other topics. Uh, it's also true that the strong distinction between public relations and communication is becoming more nuanced today. Well, what happened in these last few years, uh, in my view, is that institutions, uh, and I mean not only companies, uh, but also public institutions, uh, associations, and every kind of organizations, I mean, have been forced to communicate in a competent and hopefully transparent way. And all happening in situations which imposed speed, think of the COVID pandemic, which exploded from one day to the other, um, it was really out of the blue, and also in a world which is more and more complex, because as we know, uh, the world we have today is something really different from the one we had a few decades uh, before. And so, um, as a result, all the specific competences provided by public relations and strategic communication, of course, also melted with the ones from complementary departments, can make the difference. And for a different side on strategic communication, on um, on uh, strategic communication and on this kind of um, uh, topics, we have several research papers and publications in Uprera. So uh, we have uh, uh, the latest book on this topic by Jesper Falkheimer and Matt Seide, published in August 2022, and uh, titled "Strategic Communication: An Introduction to Theory and Global Practice." And also an interesting overview can come from the Global Communication Monitor. This is a series of studies divided per geographical area. So we have from uh, Europe, Latin America, North America, Asia Pacific. And uh, I think that this year, the European Communication Monitor celebrates 15 years of research. So also in this case, you can find out more on our website. And of course, uh, insights will be presented uh, on the occasion of our Congress, but also on the occasion of BLEDCOM, which is an international symposium taking place in, at the beginning of July um, uh, in BLED in Slovenia. Thanks a lot, Virginia, for these insights. Uh, I remember those initiatives when I were, was working uh, within Operera, and those are amazing initiatives that uh, you know can can spread worldwide uh, the awareness and the consciousness of what the PR and the strategic communication is all about. So I I strongly agree with you. And um, um, working in the pharma industry, I can also witness that uh, strategic communication. Uh, plays a pivotal role because uh, when it comes from, uh, for example, uh, startup side contracting or when it comes to, you know, build the relationship with our stakeholders, uh, having a strategic communication and being able to manage the uh, PR and uh, the PR initiatives and the, the PR activities uh, um, throughout uh, and across different projects is definitely key in order to be successful uh, in the project itself. So I... I I strongly agree with you, and uh, I I really think that, that we needed to be focused on what the strategic communication is about, marketing and PR, uh, not taking for granted that are all the same, uh, that are um, all these kind of things the same, but we needed to contextualize in each context what we need in order right. to be able to be expert and in order to drive a communication strategy um, well. So thanks a lot for this contribution. So let me uh, ask you uh, another question that I thought about uh, for you. Um, as I mentioned, I was able to cooperate with Oprera and we worked together for almost five years and I learned a lot, not only about the communication, but also about the incredible world communication has within and across the association. 
you are leading the DPR and uh, administration activities in Opera. And of course, uh, one of the topics that we'd like to share with the audience is the women empowerment and uh, how is it feeling being a women leader within the association. Uh, I know that you are not the only female in the board. So which are the dynamics uh, when it comes to women leadership? What do you think about that? Um, well, uh, first of all, let me uh, tell you once again that working with you in those years has been really great. And uh, um, I also like very much the, the path of we, we had together. And uh, well, we are very up to date and well equipped when it comes to gender balance. As you said, uh, in the board, we currently have three females and two males, but also looking at our internal project teams, uh, network leaders, key roles, uh, the balance is very good. Well, it's true that in this profession, there is a preponderance of the female part, but it's also true that we put attention on this aspect. And so uh, usually make sure that there is a good balance also when inviting uh, keynotes to, to the Congresses uh, and uh, for every initiative, we, we try to um, ensure the gender balance. Well, what women can bring, um, not necessarily as a plus, but as something complementary and therefore really needed, is their leadership style. You know, based on the psychological innate differences between the two sexes and also on the historical background, we have to consider all the gender-related barriers women had and still have to face. The feminine leadership has its proper characteristics. This includes, for instance, an inclination to equality. Uh, we also have authors as Juan Meng and Marlene Neal who speak about inclusive leadership. Uh, we don't have to eliminate the differences, but to ensure that diversity is a plus. And as feminine leaders uh, in Uprera, we surely have outstanding examples. Uh, think of our past president, Angeles Moreno from Universidad Rey Juan Carlos, and also of our current president, Stefania Romenti from Ulm University. Uh, these two uh, presidents really represent the feminine leadership, dance of competence, wide view, strategic thinking, and attention to equality. Mm, and speaking about more generally um, about uh, uh, women in the PR profession, I also invite the colleagues listening to this podcast to check out the UPR network Women in PR led by Martina Topic. Uh, this is a brilliant team. Uh, colleagues are researching on top on this topic widely with several country comparisons as well. Uh, there is a, a recent book published in September um, 2022 titled Towards a New Understanding of Masculine Habitus and Women and Leadership in Public Relations, which collects the most recent uh, studies on this topic. Uh, there are several studies, also one uh, from um, 2020, led in UK by Martina Topic, which shows that uh, um, women, uh, if women are too soft, they are not seen as managerial. But when they are tough, they are labeled in a bad way. So, you know, probably uh, the challenge for women leaders also stays uh, in the equilibrium between these two uh, sides. Very interesting. Thanks a lot, Virginia. Yes, I, I, I completely agree with you. So when it comes to le uh, women leadership and women empowerment, uh, um, we needed to... Um, 
clean up some stereotypes, right? That we have uh, uh, from culture bias, from uh, uh, leadership bias. So it's something that is not we should take uh, for granted, uh, of course. And uh, but it's something that is changing. Uh, personally speaking, uh, uh, I've always worked with women, so I had. Uh, female managers during my career, throughout my career. So I was able to see the approach and the difference, uh, the differences between uh, a male leadership uh, and a, le a women leadership, but uh, a female leadership. But what I can say is def definitely that uh, leadership uh, is a style of doing. So being able to be a good leader uh, means being able to inspire others, uh, to empower others, to be able to create uh, um, teamwork uh, and being able to create and connect with others uh, um, with empathy, uh, uh, with trust. So uh, I strongly agree with you when uh, it comes to relationship and when it comes to um, style, because I think that uh, each one of us uh, has uh, its uh, his or her personality. And of course, uh, uh, we need to adjust our leadership uh, depending on the context and depending on uh, the people uh, uh, with whom we are working. So yeah, definitely it's a very um, broad topic, but uh, thanks a lot for sharing it, your insights. And uh, I'm very happy to see that Eupreira um, is outstanding and is uh, standing for these topics uh, having in the board uh, uh, different uh, women uh, that are covering uh, uh, leadership roles. Um, so, Virginia, mm, Yeah, up. indeed, indeed, Marco. And also, let me, uh, yeah. let me add uh, something about uh, diversity and inclusion, because this is one of the pillars uh, mentioned in our uh, two-year um, uh, two strategy, uh, yeah. because we had a different uh, pillars uh, to work on. We developed some of these in the first year, and now uh, we are in uh, the second year of uh, our two-year strategy. And one of the themes we want to focus on is uh, precisely diversity and inclusion, uh, which is very important for us, of course. And uh, um, we cannot we cannot avoid treating uh, also this uh, um, this topic. And uh, coming back to going back to the. Um, different uh, psychological background yeah. of uh, uh, men and uh, women. Uh, I can remember a book from the 90s uh, who said men are from Mars and women are from Venus, which was very funny, but, uh, well, you know, uh, light reading, but... Uh, and lighting as well, because you you cannot uh, you cannot uh, um, avoid seeing uh, the deep, the psychological innate differences yeah. between the two sexes sometimes, and so uh, this kind of readings uh, maybe make make also um, one understand what we mean when speaking about feminine leadership or uh, or. Uh, male leadership and uh, um, more empathy on one side, yeah, more safeness on the other side. So this could be also an, uh, a nice, uh, yes, a nice reading. <laughs> yes, uh, of course. Uh, we can sum up these uh, with, uh, let's say, a takeaway. Society is changing, but the nature is not, right? So we have uh, our society uh, in each country that... Right. Uh, has been changing, but uh, uh, the human nature, we are human beings, and the human nature um, is not changing. So we can say that there are some uh, um, 
the framework and uh, there are some um, uh, uh, hotspots uh, in what we do that uh, are pretty much the same uh, across the decades and across the years that uh, we have seen our society growing. So definitely this is a, a good topic that uh, we, we, we are able to share with our audience. And of course, if our, our audience uh, would like to share more insights or more, mess, more topics about uh, um, this matter, please feel free uh, to uh, leave a comment uh, uh, here after in the post that I will be making uh, of this episode. Um, Virginia, what a great interaction we have had so far. And I'm so happy that uh, uh, I have you as a guest in the Maze podcast. So I would like to ask you my last question. Um, what's next for you, Virginia? What do you expect from this 2023? And which are the projects that excite you more? Um, well, let me tell you that what uh, exciting uh, to prayer is that every year is different from the other. I mean, think of our annual Congress. Every time it takes place in a different country and the organization starts 24 months beforehand. So every year we have similar tasks, but with completely different colleagues, topics and expectations. And so uh, from this 2023, I expect to learn from my colleagues in Prague and Bucharest, because these are the venues of the next two congresses. And personally, um, I also expect to add further tasks and challenges to my profession as a freelance, because besides the work, uh, um, my job as a director of uh, um, public relations and administration uh, in Uprera, I'm also um, a freelance communication consultant. And, uh, and so I work also on other kinds of tasks. And so to enrich this, uh, um, this big, big box of uh, uh, tasks for, for the new year is really my uh, expectation working with new colleagues, but always, always with uh, in, in an international context. This is really something I don't want to lose because the, uh, you know, um, the um, relation, the relationship with um, colleagues coming from all over the world is enriching and is something I really love. And yeah. I, I'm sure that this is something you also love yes, <laughs> in, your, in your job. Yes, of course. I'm working in an international uh, environment uh, context uh, and they joined the opera as well because they knew that uh, opera was international and was growing. So I always find enriching, uh, connecting with people with different background cultures, uh, um, uh, ideas so definitely is always enriching and uh, we are always learning from others uh, when those kind of uh, um, teams uh, and uh, those kind of connections are made so yeah i strongly agree with you um, thanks a lot virginia for sharing uh, all these insights uh, it has been a pleasure uh, to have uh, you here in the base podcast and uh, i wish you all the best for this 2023 of course and uh, i cannot wait to see you again uh, why not in Prague or maybe earlier in Milan um, for a coffee? What do you think? Do Why you think? not? <laughs> Why not? Yes. So thanks a lot. Wishing you all the best and have a nice day ahead. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. And happy 2023 also to all uh, the colleagues listening to the podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs>